0: I see you over there, you're working hard, you've been successful so far, you're probably even doing, quote, all the right things. So why isn't success following easily? What is going on? If you feel like you've plateaued or like you can't quite reach that next level of success, no matter how hard you try, this episode is for you. This episode is part one in a two-part series. In this episode and the next one, I'm sharing the 12 ways your success is holding you back and what to do instead. Yes, I said that, and you heard that right, how your success is holding you back. Are you surprised to hear me say that? You might be, but trust me when I say it's true. Your success so far may actually be why you've plateaued, and I'm here to help you change that. In this two-part episode, we're gonna talk about how things like being an expert, being comfortable, and talent can actually work against you sometimes. Don't worry though, this isn't all doom and gloom. This is actually meant to help you look deeper within yourself, help you evaluate the success you've had, and look at what you want next and how to get there through a different lens. If you've been successful so far, no matter what your definition is, but you just can't seem to reach the next level, whether it's in your career, in your bank account, in your happiness level, listen up. By the end of this episode, you're going to understand a few of the ways your current levels of success might be holding you back. And with this episode, number 31, and the next one, number 32, you're going to walk away with ideas of where you might be blocking your future success. Most importantly, you're going to understand how to eliminate those blocks to create more wins, reach the next level, and create more success in your life. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hey there, Golden Girls. Welcome to another episode of Golden Girls Podcast. Today, we're talking about a topic that has come up in a lot of client calls lately and a lot of conversations in my life, and that is plateauing in success. And Let's talk about success here for a minute because that's what you're here for, Right? Success in business, success in your relationships, success in your career, your family, your community, health, finances, impact, all the things. I mean, if you're here listening, I know you're a woman who wants to have it all and I see you there, friend. If you're listening to this, if you're in my community, I know that you are successful already. And I also know this. I know that if you're listening, if you love this kind of work, you also have untapped potential within you. And I'm willing to bet that you are more capable of than you even know, and that there's goals and dreams that you are working on. I mean, hello, why else would you be listening to Golden Girls Podcast? (laughs) But sometimes what happens is when we're working towards goals is we plateau. And if you're stuck there, this is for you. Now, I also want to say, if you have a big goal that is going to require you to get to the next level, and most goals do, this episode is going to help you understand what might get in your way. And prepare you now so you can reach that higher level of success. So whether you're already like in this plateau and you're feeling stuck or you're just about to go and climb this big mountain or take this next big step, this episode is for you. So often I see and I work with women like you who have been successful and what happens is you end up getting trapped in your success because of that. So that's why I decided to create this two-part series on the dark side to success, how things like Being an expert, being comfortable, and even fear of success can actually work against you. Without even realizing it, your current level of success might actually be sabotaging your ability to reach success in another area of your life or to achieve greater success in whatever area, whatever arena is most important. I will be honest with you guys. I have found this in many places to be true in my life, that I've ended up blocking my own success. And that's why I'm going to share with you real life examples, stories from me and my clients that I know will help you. If you feel like you plateaued, like you can't quite reach that next level of success no matter how hard you try, you are totally in the right place. And if you've got a big goal, a big dream in your heart, and you know it's going to require the next level, you're going to love this episode. The truth is that just doing what you've already been doing when you know it's not working, I mean, come on, we know that that's the definition of insanity. And the truth is that what it took to get you to your current level of success is not what it's going to take to get to your next level. Like I said, though, don't worry, this isn't the end. This isn't all negative. This episode is meant to help you find new opportunities. It's going to get you to look deeper within yourself. It is meant to help you evaluate the success that you've already had and look at what you want next and how to get there with a different perspective. I want to get you ready to act and to be different. So in today's episode, I'm sharing six, the first six of 12 ways that your success is holding you back and what to do instead. You're going to see where you're holding yourself back, get ideas on the habits you need to reach the next level, and create changes that allow you to have those wins that you desire. Let's put a little caveat in here too. This is a non-exhaustive list. (laughs) These are the things that I've most commonly come across with my clients and frankly, personally, because I do this too. And since you are exactly the kind of person that I love to work with, I have a feeling some of these are going to resonate with you too. At the same time, let's say this. We are all unique and you are special. Can you tell and I'm like the special snowflake generation? But really, you are. Uh, and perhaps there's other ways that you're holding yourself back too. And... If you find that, that's cool. And also send me a message because I'd love to hear about it. But just know that this isn't like, if you have found a different way that you've held yourself back or listening to this spark something else in you, that's cool. You're your own best expert. You're unique. That's great. There might be other things. So if that's the case, awesome. And send me a message because I want to hear about it. (laughs) Okay. Real quick, um... Before we dive in, I want to say this. Uh, I'm sharing this episode. This is based on a blend of what I've learned from my own personal experience, from my client's experience, from working with coaches myself, and even some books that I've read. So two great books on this topic. If you want to know more, and I'm linking them, of course, in the show notes for you. Uh, The first one is What Got You Here Won't Get You There, How Successful People Become Even More Successful, and it's written by Marshall Goldsmith. The second book is honestly one of my favorite books ever. I usually read it once a year. I recommend it to all my mastermind clients and they always come back to me telling me it's one of their favorites too. And it is a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. So again, what got you here won't get you there and The Big Leap. Check those out in the show notes. Awesome books um, if you want more on this because we're just kind of scratching the surface even in just two, even in two episodes. So let's chat. Here are the first six of 12 ways that your success is working against you and what to do instead. Number one, you are comfortable. You don't actually need to change. Your job is good enough, your house is nice enough, business is good enough, your relationship is good enough, and your salary is pretty good. So this, I've had a lot of clients come to me, and what first thing that I want you to do is to ask yourself really truly, is your current level of success enough? Because let me tell you, there is nothing worse than chasing empty goals. And this isn't to say that you need to stay stuck, and we're, we're going to talk about this more, but to say, like, is, is this enough? And if it is, that's okay, because there's nothing worse than chasing titles for the sake of titles, or dollars in a bank account for the sake of a number on a bank statement, or a certain number on the scale just for the sake of it. Like, that's not what this is about. If you are truly content with what you have, with, with the home you have, the relationship, whatever it is, then that's okay, and I invite you to lean into that, Revere in it daily. It is A, okay for it to be enough, okay? So you don't always have to be chasing more and more and more. But if, let's speak to the you, if you're comfortable, maybe if you're bored or you feel like there's something more out there for you and you know, like you know in your heart and your soul that you're meant to be doing something bigger, then you need to change. <laughs> uh, and here's how we do that. So number one, you want to figure out how you want to feel and what it is that you're missing, Number two, you have to set a goal or an intention to feel the way that you want to feel. And number three, you've got to make a plan to get there. You probably know those things. You know, I've talked a lot about knowing how you want to feel, setting a goal, making a plan. Like that's, that stuff's not, with the exception of knowing how you want to feel, that being important, the rest of it's, you know, pretty basic. But here is the, the fourth part, which is being honest with yourself about why you're staying comfortable. Is there a fear of failure? Are you afraid of what those close to you will say if you make more money or what are your coworkers going to think if you get the promotion or if you write the best-selling book? Chances are that you are letting yourself be uncomfortably comfortable for one of two reasons. It is that you either don't have a strong enough pull or that you're maybe doing this even subconsciously. So there could be a few reasons what this why this comes out. One of the things I've read in Brandon Bishop's High Performance Habits, I've, I've seen it in my own life and in my clients' lives, is that you really need to have something that is pulling you or exciting you, and you have to have some a certain level of necessity or urgency towards that. you got to know what is going to excite you, what is going to get you going, and what is going to keep you motivated. So if you are letting yourself be comfortably uncomfortable, it's because you either don't have a strong enough pull or you don't know what's actually gonna excite you. So you need to figure that out in order to move forward. Something I wanna say is that you might be doing this subconsciously. You may realize, hey, Lisa, no, I really, really do wanna write my book or grow my business or create the screenplay, or whatever it is. I'm working on it and it's just not hap- happening. This comfort could actually be on a subconscious level. And if this is the case, this is where you need to raise the necessity of your goal, of your desire. It has to be something that you truly want, that you are willing to get uncomfortable for. And if you're not, that's okay. But don't make it, don't make the story that this goal was impossible or that you're not good enough to get it. It's just that you weren't willing to get uncomfortable for it, that you weren't willing to sacrifice for it. I truly believe that any goal worth going for is going to require a sacrifice of some sort. Only you, though, and only you get to decide whether that sacrifice is worth it or not. So you have to know, is am I willing to get uncomfortable for this? Am I willing to give up what I currently have to reach that next level, to, to write that book, to be uncomfortable? Because the next level is gonna require you to get out of your comfort zone. When it comes to this idea of being comfortable and not needing to be successful at the next level, I've often found that there is some sort of a fear or limiting belief, something holding you back. And we're going to talk about a few more in this episode and the next. So let's keep going. Number one is you're comfortable and you're not getting yourself. You're not giving yourself the necessity or urgency to get uncomfortable. So that's the number one thing. You have to get willing to be uncomfortable if you really want to go for it. All right. Number two. The number two reason why – and these are in no particular order, by the way. Let me just say that. You – your success might be holding you back. If you've been successful so far, you what often I see happening is that you think you should be able to figure it out. And so what happens is you try to do it alone. I'm going to give you a real life example of this with our real estate portfolio. We did this for a long time alone. Like I'm saying nine and a half years out of 10. And when I say we did it alone, we did—we were alone in in two ways. Number one, we did everything ourselves. We didn't outsource almost anything. We tried to do everything. And number two, we also tried to learn everything, know everything, become our own, ex- become the experts instead of relying on experts and leveraging their knowledge and working with them. We've fairly recently gone from owning one rental property in the last couple of years to 22 doors now, and one day I hope that we're going to have hundreds. We've had to learn to think differently and to do different things at every step along the way, and we're going to have to continue to do this. Not doing alone is, this alone is probably one of the biggest things that we had to shift and one of the biggest things that we've had to overcome in our own mindset. This is like me being super honest with you. Now, so in the beginning, what it took for us to get to our, our first rental was we had to actually save and pay down debt aggressively. And that was a good thing to do. That really helped us. I would say that probably helped us get the first nine rental doors and maybe even our first million in net worth because we got really good at saving and, and paying down debt aggressively. So up until pretty much this year, I'll be honest, it, we have done a lot of things, mostly everything by ourselves. We rarely outsource and we didn't work with experts very often. I would say the only exceptions to this was I hired some, own, some coaches for my own coaching training and growth because I wanted to get better. We've hired accountants and lawyers, obviously, and health experts, uh, but really a lot of other things we've done on our own, like bookkeeping, house cleaning, banking, even childcare. We did a, a lot of childcare <laughs> on our own. And when we did it alone, this held us back. This for sure stalled us, both not not being willing to outsource and trying to learn and do everything ourselves. We – when we did it alone, we got from nine doors, we got, you know, multi-million dollar net worth for sure. That was great, but it was actually limiting us. Like, we were burnt out. We could see others around us growing their portfolios faster. And we were like, what the heck is going on? I I know that we're just as capable. We're just as smart. We've got the same, you know, re- resources. So what's happening? This is what helped me understand that we were still trying to do things alone and this was holding us back. So this year we've really changed our approach and it's making a massive difference. Number one, we've started getting more help. We started outsourcing. Uh, we do this by, I have an assistant. Uh, I have support on getting this podcast out. Thank you so much. Shout out to Ashley, who is probably listening to this right now. Um, I also get pre-made meals done when Troy's away. We have some solid childcare, finally. Uh, and I'm starting to get help around the house, too. So this has been some massive shifts. And like I said, I think it was smart for us to be prudent with our money to save, to pay down our debt in the beginning. But now... We need to leverage our time and our time is so valuable that if we continue to try and do all these things, we were were just so burnt out that we didn't even have time to look for more opportunities or more deals or grow our business or grow ourselves. So now... We are learning from experts because we know that the next level means we have to change our thinking. We've invested in a real estate mentor. We're working with an investor-focused broker who's helped us already see how we can go from 22 to probably 70 doors-ish in the near future and then keep going from there. So like literally just in the last few months of us shifting this, we've opened up, we've, we've exploded the possibility of what we can create. We've started looking and understanding that we're buying businesses. We've been learning about commercial financing and reframing our mind and our comfort around debt. Like that, and that's, we'll talk about that in a whole other episode about the mindset there. But really, it was what we had to do to get to the next level. And I say this for you too. We had to stop seeing help as an expense and start seeing it as an investment. We had to stop seeing experts as an expense and start seeing them as an investment. We had to get help because even though we could do something, even though we could uh, you know, watch our daughter all the time. And even though we could clean and cook our house all the time, doesn't mean that we should. And same thing with experts. You know, just because we can learn something, if it's going to take us months or years, it is so worth the money to cut our timeframe down and get results now. I am mean, again, I want to be super transparent with you guys. This, is a, this has been a journey for us. Saving and working hard and doing it like this got us to become multimillionaires at a really young age. It got us are the start to our rental empire. It has helped us purchase a penthouse in one of the most expensive cities in the world in Vancouver. There were lots of great things about this. And as you're listening to this, I hope you're, you're also reflecting and, and realize that your success got you this far. So you're doing a lot of things right. But if you're like us and you have bigger ambitions, you've plateaued, know this, that to do something, to get something different, it's going to require you to do something different. And I want you to think about how can you stop doing it alone? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Who else can help you? Who else can, how can you outsource and get support? And what experts can help you shorten your timeline, condense the timeline, and support you in making progress faster? All right, so that's real talk there. that's Those are the things that we are literally living, experiencing, moving through. I hope that that helps. Number three thing, this one might surprise you, you got a lot of natural talent. Or maybe you worked really hard in the beginning of your career and it's paying you dividends. Like you figured it out, you're you're good. And what happens when you have this natural talent or you worked really hard and you hit a certain level, you're not used to it being hard. You're not used to things being a struggle. And what I found happens is that when this happens, you think that it's you. When things get hard, you think it's a problem with you. You're not smart enough. You don't think it's meant for you. You can't figure it out. It doesn't come naturally. You're not that kind of person. This comes down a lot to the difference between a fixed and a growth mindset. And this uh, awesome book, Carol's Wax Mindset, link in the show notes for you guys, is a great book on this. A fixed mindset basically means like, that you're born – you you believe that you're born with a certain innate talent or belief or knowledge and that's as far as you can expand. Whereas a growth mindset is the belief that you can learn or figure anything out. You need to get and make sure that you're in a growth mindset. And you may have been maybe when you first started, but perhaps as you've evolved, as you've gotten better in your job – that's shifted. Or maybe you have a growth mindset in one part of your life and not in the other where you're trying to create change. Maybe you have a growth mindset when it comes to your business, but when it comes to your health, you keep telling yourself, I'm not a runner. I'm not that healthy girl. I can't drink green smoothies, whatever that is. So you need to look and really get honest with yourself about what happens when things are getting hard. What do you tell yourself about it? One thing: Are you telling yourself that it's because of you that it's not meant for you? It doesn't come naturally. You're not that kind of person. You can't do it. Or are you telling yourself that you can learn anything, that you can figure this out, that you can find a way to make it happen? Maybe you've probably known this before, but it's worth revisiting this and really checking it because as we become more successful, sometimes we end up giving ourselves that credit to ourselves. Well, I was just, I was just talented, or I worked hard in this as far as I can go. But it's really important to continue to approach. Whatever your goal is, in as many areas of your life as you can with a growth mindset, and continue to check in on this. All right, so that actually ties into number four, which is the number four reason why I find a lot of times your success might actually be limiting you, which is that you've forgotten what it's like to not know. You're so used, you're not used anymore to pulling up your hand and saying, "Wait, what does that mean?" And you're not used to sucking anymore. <laughs> I don't know why this happens when we get older and I'm trying to change this with my with my daughter it's so great because as kids, we all know that we don't know anything and it's totally okay. There's, uh, man, this just came up to me so I don't have the actual research on this. But there's incredible studies that show that if you ask, you know, kids at the age of five, how many are great artists, they all put up their hands. Or you ask them if they have a question, they all put up their hands. And by the time you ask 10 or 15 year olds this question, almost no one puts up their hands. No one wants to put up their hand and say they're good at something and no one wants to ask questions. So I don't know what happens in there. I want to change it. If you got any ideas, let me know. <laughs> this is one of the things that I'm on a mission to change for my daughter and her generation, and to overcome in us. But let me go back here. I kind of went off on a tangent, but I thought that I this is what I'm saying. As kids, we don't know. We don't that what we don't know, and it's totally okay. Like we never look at walking and think, "Oh man, like I don't know how to do that. I'll never do it." We just do it. And when we get up and we fall down, we we just keep going. We if we did that as adults, we would never learn to walk. As kids, it's so easy, right? But every adult that I talk to, consciously or unconsciously, has grown up, and this has changed on some level. I've, the the more older we get, the more successful we get, the more we get used to praise of doing good things, or we get used to the comfort of knowing, or we get shy about saying this is what I'm good at. Like we just, we just change this. The expectation becomes that we always already know the answer. We don't want to be the one that looks like an idiot putting up our hand in class or in a meeting, or asking for help. But to be to be the best or to improve in any part, to reach the next level, you have to get back to being willing to learn and to fail and to fall down and to ask a heck of a lot of questions because if you don't, you will never get better. And this is where I want to invite you to go with a beginner mindset again, that when somebody asks, do you have questions, who got a question that you're the first one to put your hand up. that you get ready to suck again, that you are willing to ask for help because that is what it's going to take for you to truly overcome this plateau and get moving. And like I said, you're going to notice a lot of references to mindset. So remember, great book, Carol Dweck's Mindset. Link in the show notes. It's so good. All right, number five. One of the reasons you may be stuck is that you still have old paradigms and ways of being and they're just not going to cut it for the next level. What got you here won't get you there, right? You fundamentally have to change. And I'll share with you a few stories on this, but let me give you a really, you know, a good example here. Let's go back to to our money and our real estate and all of that. So in the beginning, our goal was financial stability or financial security. To do that, we had to think about saving money more, making money more, and even like – Even just to get to that. So before that, I was like really in debt. To go from that point of being in debt to becoming a financial – to get financial security, I had to stop doing a lot of things and start doing others. I had to stop buying so much clothes. (laughs) I had to start saving consciously. I had to take on a second job for a while. I had to stop traveling when I couldn't afford it. And the truth was I couldn't at that point. I had to start paying down my debt. I had to stop buying things before I had the money. What I did is I, I'd never done this before. I actually made myself say, okay, I'm not going to do, and my motivation for this was laser eye surgery. I want to do this, but I'm not going to do it until I paid off my debt and I can pay this in cash. So those were all things that I had to change to going from, you know, young 20 something who is in debt to becoming somebody who could afford my laser eye surgery and to become financially stable, I continued doing those things. I would say we're pretty financially stable and secure. Like we feel good. And now our next level that we've been looking at for the next for the last little bit has been financial freedom, which is for us and everyone's got their own definition. Is how can we uh, how can we not have to work all the time? How can we make the choices and we still love working? I love what I do. I will probably do this forever. Um, but how can we give ourselves freedom so that if if we lose our jobs, that we still have some safety? If we can do what we love to do, we can spend time with our family. And let me tell you, the things that got us to financial security are not going to take us to the next level because financial freedom, now we have to get really creative. Now we have to think differently. We are still figuring this out because our default has been always just like saving and asking for some raises, but that's just not enough. It was, what it took to get to that first rental property is different than what it's now taken to go from nine to 22 this year because now we've had to look at, getting more comfortable with debt, getting comfortable paying uh, commercial financing, commercial inspections, multifamily, all these things is a whole new ball game. And I think it's just, I wanna say that because it's everything from your way of thinking, being, behaving, all of that needs to change. At each level, you can see I just shared with you three levels. The things that got me to to being in debt huh, Uh, was saving – not saving, spending a lot of money and buying things even when I couldn't afford it. The next level was to pay down my debt, was to be conscious about it, to take on a second job, to create a motivation for myself to pay off my debt and be able to buy something that I really cared about in cash. And then continuing down that path to create stability – Those were all different steps. And then for financial freedom, it's now thinking about how can we leverage? How can we get comfortable with things that we weren't comfortable with before? How can we leverage both money, time, expertise, all those things to create the freedom that we want? And if we have just kept saving and just kept – like there was just – that wouldn't be enough. That wouldn't be enough to go where we want to go. And so that's what I want to say to you too is that, again, and this isn't like – I'm so darn proud of all the things that we've done, and I'm so darn proud of everything that you've done too. You've gotten to this level for a reason. So don't shame your success. Just recognize it like that. Thank it. Thank you. Like thank you for getting me to this point. And now I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna choose what's gonna, what I still need, what I don't need anymore, and move forward to the next level. So that is. Something I want to share that story with you guys again. I hope I hope you're hearing my stories and examples and realizing, aha, yes. And I hope you can apply this to your life too, with whatever goal you're working on. Reason number six, the last one for today, why you're plateaued in your success, why your success is holding you back, is because you are always the smartest person in the room. Here's the truth: if you are the smartest person in the room, chances are you're probably not gonna learn a lot. It matters because This matters because there are certain people you should listen to and certain people you shouldn't. There are times when, when we care too much about what other people think, it steals our joy, our dreams, our life. But when we listen to the right people, to successful people, it can actually help make you happier, more fulfilled, wealthier, all those good things. So this is, sometimes we say like, oh, we shouldn't care what people think at all. I would say you shouldn't care what people think when you wouldn't trade places with them there are certain people whose opinions do matter. There are times that you can learn from other people. Like you are always your own best expert. You got to go back to that for sure. But there are times when you can learn from other people. And there's people that you should be listening to. And the question is, you know, how do you find them? Because if you're always the smartest person in the room, you've heard this, you're in the wrong room. This is something we're trying to figure out. You know, how do we find this? So we're still trying to figure this out. We're still working on this. But here's a few of the things that we're doing that maybe will work for you too. So. Number 1, investing in mentors, working with the right people. Number 2, we're investing in masterminds. I am there's a one or two that I'm in that are free masterminds and I'm in a few paid ones too. Number 3, okay, this is kind of funny. You might think this is weird, but I honestly it I think it's a game changer. When we meet cool people, people doing cool things that we're like, "Oh yeah, you've got a great attitude, a great perspective, a great mindset. You're you're doing cool things. You seem you seem like you're awesome." I literally just say to people, "You are cool." Do you want to be friends? And I kind of like. It sounds silly. It sounds childish, but that's just what kids do. They just go up to people and they make friends, and that's it. And as we become adults, again, this is one of those things we lose. We lose the ability to make friends. We we have friends by default at school, or maybe by friends by default as coworkers, but. Increasingly I see so many people feeling lonely or not being surrounded by the right people. And I've even gotten myself in that too, in that trap. And so what I've done is I just push myself. I I make a joke about it. I'm like, I know this is kind of a weird question and feel free to say no, but do you wanna be friends? And People off. I've never had anybody say no. Let's say that. Um, and we've built some really cool friendships from that. Like literally one of my really good friends. I met her on the Skytrain and then at McDonald's one time with our kids. I was like, Hey, do you want to be friends? Let's just change numbers. And what we've done is that then we build the relationships, right? So. When you meet cool people, and this is like can also tie into mindset, like knowing that you're, that you're cool enough, knowing that it's okay, that if you ask somebody to be friends and they say no, then that, that you're going to be just fine. Um, And knowing that chances are, if you think someone's cool, they probably think you're cool too. And they're probably lonely too. So many of us are living in in a lonely space. So you can do this in person, you can do this online, but when you meet cool people, Build a relationship. Like, you don't have to ask them to be friends like I do. That I know that's kind of funny. But like, find a way that feels right for you and build a relationship. All right, a few other things we're doing to not always be the smartest person in the room. We are adding value to other people. So we are reaching out to other successful people and helping them in a way that will help them. So here's some really simple things you could do, uh, especially in the online space. You can reshare some of the work that they're doing. You can promote their business. You can offer to connect uh, somebody with an, another person that might be helpful for them, like make connections, uh, invite people to be podcast guests. There are so many things that that, that you can do too. Uh, maybe you don't have a podcast. Maybe you have a social media platform. Maybe you have a workplace. Like there's – we think about how can we add value to these other successful people, these other brilliant people. First, how can we help them and not just going to them and asking for help because – Smart people, they get asked for help all the time. And so what we want to do first is show up and serve. The last thing we're doing with this is we're just focusing on doing interesting things and being the kind of people we want to be in more rooms with, being the kind of people we want more of in the rooms that we're in. So that's another piece of it is just doing cool things and Being, like, thinking about, okay, who are the kind of people we want to attract into our lives? Who are the kind of people we want to be surrounded with? Who are the people we want to be in a room with? And are we being those people? And how can we be those? So that's something else that I would say, don't discount that. It's great to invest in mentors, masterminds, you know, (laughs) make friends with cool people when you meet them, add value, but also just just be that person. Because like will attract like. When you're that person, when you're being that, you're going to attract more of those cool people. That is this like whole thing that being the smartest person in the room, this is why I created Golden Girls Mastermind because I wanted to create a space where brilliant women can learn from each other. And I know it's hard, it's hard to find these things. It's hard to just go up to people and be like, hey, you're cool. Want to be friends? I understand that. I'm an extrovert. It's maybe a little easier for me and I've had a lot of years of practice Um And these things can also all take time. And so Golden Girls Mastermind, a program like that is amazing because it shortens the timeline. Again, it's not two years down the road when you finally meet someone cool that then you can be friends with. It's here's a container, here's a place already that has amazing women. You can be a part of it. Um okay, I kind of went off there. Registration actually isn't open yet for Golden Girls Mastermind. Uh but if you do want to know more, send me a DM. I'm going to share more in future episodes as we get ready to open registration for 2021. So, if this is something that's resonating for you, uh if you want to be in a space with other brilliant women, let's let's chat. Okay, so there is six ways that you are blocking your own success and what to do instead. Let me summarize this a bit for you. So number one, it was you are comfortable and you don't actually think you need to change or you don't actually need to change. Frankly, life is good enough. This is where you need to figure out, you know, do you actually want to create change? Because remember, don't chase empty empty things. That's not gonna get you any happiness. Um, and if you do wanna change, raise the necessity on that. Raise the sense of urgency that you have. You have to have something so powerful that you're willing to give up what you have to get something different. Number two, you've been successful so far, so you think you should be able to figure it out and you try and do it alone. We've done this one. We tried to do everything alone and tried to learn everything on our own. Start shifting this, my friends. If you are plateaued, I want you to think about how can you not do this alone? What can you outsource? What can you get help with so you can work in your zone of genius? And number two, who can you learn from? Who can you be around that can help you shorten your timeline? Number three, you got lots of natural talent or maybe you're really good at something now because you worked hard in the beginning and so you're not used to being hard. You're not used to the struggle. Well, my friend, you got to make sure that you are living in that growth mindset of I can always get better. I can learn this. I can figure this out. And practicing, practicing, practicing. Get ready. Get ready to suck. Which ties us to number four, which is you've forgotten what it's like to not know. That you're not used to sucking and you've forgotten how to learn. I want you to get into a beginner mindset. Ask a lot of questions. Figure out how – don't be afraid of not knowing. Don't be afraid of failing. Don't be afraid to being crappy at something. This is the thing. When we get successful sometimes, we think we have to be good at everything. And that's not true. That's not true. You're still learning. You got to figure it out. Uh, number five, you still have old paradigms, old ways of being. And they don't cut it for the next level. You know, like I shared about my journey from going being in debt to being financially stable to become, creating financial freedom. At every level, I've had to change what I do and who I am and how I see the world. Even the way I looked at debt in the beginning, I used debt to shop. In the middle, I paid down my debt just because I needed to. I thought that's what you did. And number three, I'm getting comfortable leveraging debt. Those are all the levels. So when I had, that's how, that's an example of a paradigm. I have had to shift at every level. Number one, to wasting debt. Number two, to shaming debt. And number three, to utilizing it to create my dreams come true. All right, number six is, way that you are holding yourself back is you're always the smartest person in the room. Again, if that's you, you are in the wrong room, start adding value. When you meet cool people, ask them to be friends. Focus on being the kind of person you want to attract and be that. Invest in mentors. Invest in masterminds. Like that will shorten your timeline if you want to do it. Uh, If you want to do it faster, which is, we've done, we're literally doing all of those things and I would invite you to do the same. So in the next episode, number 32, I'm going to break down six more ways that you're holding yourself back and some more ideas to help you break through. All right, here's what I want the biggest takeaway to be. I hope that what you hear is that to reach your next level of success, no matter what that is, whether it's more freedom, more time, more impact, more love, more joy, that it is going to require change. It's going to require change in what you do, in how you show up, in how you think, who you surround yourself, literally everything. I'm going to share with you one one last story just to give you some – I love to give you stories and examples because – This isn't just platitudes or this isn't just me coming up with cute quotes that sound good. Like, this is real. Here's one more example. When I – I was in a car accident about 12 years ago. I ended up with a concussion and really bad neck and, and shoulder pain. When I first started working out again after my accident, there was a certain mentality that I needed to take on. It was recognizing myself for just showing up, telling myself I was doing great, I actually had to, the action I had to take, I had to take it really easy. I worked with some experts to help me out a lot, physio, massage, uh, trainers to help me make sure I was working out properly. And the action I had to take too was what I had to really pay attention for pain and stop right away if it hurt. And I, I'm going to be honest with you guys, it's something I'm still working on reprogramming because I spent years and years recovering and I still, I still get pain. But now that I've gotten stronger, and i want to continue to get stronger i want to con- like i want to get some some strength back in my body after you know having this accident after having my baby I have to change those mindsets, and now instead of taking it easy and stopping every time it hurts, I actually have to shift my whole mindset, shift my action, and have to think about things like, okay, if it's burning, that's a good thing. Again, I have to pay attention to where that pain is, but um, what what happened is basically I made all pain wrong. So I've had to reframe this into pay attention to where the pain is. If it's pain in the muscle that I'm trying to work, well then that's a good thing. I also taught myself that I'm strong enough, that I can do this. Instead of saying I have to take it easy, I say I'm strong enough. I actually push myself a little more. I say ask, say things like, "Can I keep up with the instructor on this? Can I try five seconds longer? I have to change how I think, how I treat my body, how I'm showing up in classes, how I show up in my planks, everything. Because what worked to get me back into exercise after an accident like that? That was served me then. but it's not what's going to help me to get strong in my body now, 12 years later, after having a baby, I need to look at it in a different way. So this is what I want for you, to know that if it's time for you to reach the next level, that it's going to take a different mindset. It's going to take different actions. It's going to take a new way of showing up. If you've plateaued and you're stuck, now you know what to start looking for. You now know what might be holding you back and you understand the importance of the right mindset, mentors, and community. That really makes a giant difference. Start paying attention today to where you might be holding yourself back. Check out the resources in the show notes and get ready for the next episode, my friend, because it's going to be good. And remember this. The plateau that you're on, that's not the top of your mountain. It is just one step on your staircase to the top, whatever the top means to you. You are limitless. There is so much potential for you. Know that it is truly just the beginning for you thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises. Make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and